Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to the Tracy Sandler Show. I am your host, Tracy Sandler, and I am nothing short of thrilled to be joined by Josh Dubow of the Associated Press. But more importantly, perhaps, is graduate of the University of Michigan, the school that has the number one football team in the country, the school where it is us versus everybody. Beth, Josh, welcome to the show. Great to be here. It's one. It's my first time on the Tracy Sandler show when Michigan is number one in the country. So there you go. It's a big day. Um. It, yes, we are, it is a very big day. It is very exciting, and the Rose Bowl is coming up. We're gonna we're gonna talk about Michigan a little bit. Of, little bit you guys in case you missed it the michigan wolverines put a beat down on the iowa hawkeyes on saturday evening in the big 10 championship their third straight big 10 championship but that preceded a 49ers beat down of the philadelphia eagles i hope you guys enjoyed how i did a little segue there so before we get into michigan let's talk about that josh i really thought that game i did think the 49ers were going to win but i thought that was going to be a much closer game yeah, I thought it was going to be a lot closer than that. Uh, and for about a quarter, it looked like it might be a close game. And then, yeah, that was uh, quite a quite a performance, uh, both sides of the ball, but especially offensively after those first two drives. They were pretty much uh, unstoppable all the way through. They were unstoppable all the way through. And then, well, there's a few things I want to talk about. Let's start with offense because you brought that up. And I was actually talking to my dad before we came on, and he said, man, a healthy Debo Samuel is like got to be one of the most incredible talents ever. And we certainly saw it on Sunday. He had a hell of a game. And, you know, the thing is, too, and sometimes this happens, there was some trash talk that went on really after the NFC Championship game, earlier in the offseason. They were pretty careful about it this week, at least publicly. But Debo was kind of leading that charge, understandably so, made a fair point that it was the 49ers had a quarterback that would have been a much more competitive <laughs> NFC Championship game. But then goes out there and totally just... He might, have, he, might have said, he might have said a little more than that. He may have said a little more than that. He may have called James Bradbury trash. He may, he may have done that. There were things that were said. But yes. sometimes it happens, and then the player goes out and just kind of like figuratively or literally falls on his face and doesn't play all that well. It was quite the opposite for uh, the young Mr. Samuel on Sunday. Yeah, he, that was a, a vintage Debo game, you know. Um you know, week in, week out, he may not be the most important player. You know, obviously McCaffrey and Ayuk and sometimes it's George Kittle, but like Debo offers something that basically no one else in the league offers. Like, what he can do when he's, you know, when he's on making those plays, just turn, turning something short into long games. He's basically, you can't tackle him. You can tell, I think once he went back to return that opening kickoff, that it's like, okay, I'm going to return the kick. I'm going to do everything. Like, this is going to be, it's going to be my game. And, he backed it up, and it was quite impressive. The holiday season is off and rolling with NFL in full stride and the NBA and NHL hitting midseason form. Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info. With up to the minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, Bet Online is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. And not just the big four. BetOnline has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that's played, from MMA to international soccer. 
Head to Bet Online today and remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. It really was quite impressive when you think about that this team has Christian McCaffrey and Devo Samuel on the same team. It's like, it's just bananas. Not, and then not to, of course, mention George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk. And then let's talk a little bit about Brock Purdy because. I think, you know, we've probably talked about this offline. Like I, this discussion on whether he's a leader or not, like who cares? He's playing at an incredible level on this team and they're winning. But you look at some of those throws, like the throw he threw to McCaffrey on Sunday. There was a throw to Ayuk last week. I mean, this guy may very well be an elite quarterback and he certainly should be in the MVP conversation. Yeah, I think especially that the throw he had, I thought maybe his best or his most important throw was the one he had to Ayuk. Right after the whole Dre Greenlaw, Dom, Big Dom, mm-hmm. kerfuffle, and the Eagles cut it, you know, cut it to twenty-one thirteen, and the crowd is going crazy, and the Niners are facing, I can't remember, was third and eight, third and seven, something, yeah, third and long, and he hits, he hits Ayuk on, on an out route, or you know, he throws it before Ayuk breaks. It's perfectly thrown. It's perfect spot, perfect anticipation. And that, and that's just sort of like the Brock Purdy throw, and like that play right there, and they, and and Debo got the touchdown later on that drive, and. Basically, it was game over at that point. But yeah, he keeps on living. But the only thing he hasn't done is he hasn't really had to lead a fourth quarter comeback. And part of the main reason why is because they've been putting up so many points in the first three quarters. So, um, you know, I'm sure he'll be called on to do that at some point. But, you know, everything he's done so far has been outstanding. It's And today is our one-year anniversary of his first, uh, you know, him taking over as quarterback. And I and you one can make the argument we're not going to dwell much on this game for obvious reasons for the people on this call and the people listening, but he did sort of lead a fourth quarter comeback against Cleveland. It just was not to be, and we'll leave it at that. So I was I, I have no idea what you're talking about. But, yeah, I don't so. know that anybody really un, would know. Yeah. What I'm talking I, I, about. I, I, I don't know what that means. So, <laughs> but at least he showed that he could do that, and actually he kind of did too against Vegas last year. And then Robbie Gold missed the field goal. They went to overtime and won the game. That's true. But but you're right. He has not he's not done one where they've had to win in the game winning touchdown and all of the things. But no. I think that um I have no doubt he could do it. I think it would be good for him to have to do it before the playoffs start, but not if they're gonna keep winning like this. And I would say on Sunday, and I want to talk about defense too, but I think on Sunday they really showed they are the best team in the league, at least right now. And a lot can happen. And we got some injury reports from Kyle Shanahan. It looks like Eric Armstead dealing with a foot and a knee issue coming out of the game, which I think was kind of the biggest one to come out. He said they're gathering more information. We'll know more on Wednesday. So no matter how serious or not serious that is, it just shows it's football. And like, you know, on, on the drop of a hat, everything could change. But right now at this moment in time, they're playing the best football I believe in the league. And going into this game, I really thought the Eagles might be the best team in the league. I, I, like I said, I thought the 49ers would win, but I thought the Eagles might be the best team, mainly because of kind of what we just talked about. They've had multiple fourth quarters where they've had, yeah. and they win these like grimy games that the 49ers haven't won yet. But again, they're going to put up this many points. It really doesn't matter. But I think going into Philadelphia in sort of inclement weather, it wasn't bad. It missed it a little bit like an hour, you know, it was raining during the day. It really wasn't raining during the game, but in a sort of inclement weather, tough environment with everything that's surrounding it and just the domination and having the first quarter where they got, I mean, Philadelphia had two 
really good drives, both ending in field goals, which did make me feel like, okay, this could very well go the four hours way. You brought up the Dre Greenlaw Dom kerfuffle. That incident has the potential to change an entire game. You know, from a momentum standpoint, they withstood all of it and they won 42 to 19. Yeah. And, you know, they've played basically, they're, they haven't played the Lions. You know, I'm not sure how good the Lions are, but we'll, we'll give them the credit. They're, you know, mm-hmm. they're right there record wise. But the two teams in the NFC they've played who are contenders, they've beaten 42 to 10 and 42 to 19 and thrown what they did to the Jaguars. You know, one of the contenders in the AFC. And, you know, when they've played the best teams, they've dominated them. They haven't just beaten them. Um, just hasn't even been close. So, um, you know, Cincinnati was one, you know, if Joe Burrow were healthy, Cincinnati would, would probably be in that group and they have had their issues with that. But like, the teams they've played who are currently still contenders, they've been, you know, absolutely dominant in those three games. So, um, you know, it's hard to say right now that anyone's better than them. And, um, you know, when they're healthy, um, obviously health can change and, you know, obviously the best team doesn't always win every game, you know, so weird things can happen in, in, in a one game, in a one game playoff situation, but uh, they have to be feeling pretty good about themselves. And, you know, now they really do have a legitimate shot of getting that number one seed if, if they don't slip up the rest of the way. Which me and my January travel schedule is really pulling for. <laughs> my rooting yeah. interests in the NFL are very much based on my travel schedule. I'm going to be very honest about that. And that, on seems, Jake, that seems appropriate. Yeah. And on, on Jake Moody and Michigan players. So that's basically what so. my rooting interest goes on. But, I really am just now. I almost feel like Josh, if they don't get the number one seed, I almost feel like it's unkind because now I can taste it. I can taste the first round bye. I can taste the home field advantage. And then should they continue on, I can taste just having to go to Vegas for the Super Bowl, which isn't very far. So now if they don't get it and in week like the division round, I'm flying to Detroit, even though it's close to Ann Arbor, I'm, I'm going to feel like it was unkind. I think the only way that that trip is going to be worth it for you is if uh, you're allowed to meet the chickens. If you can meet the chickens, I think the trip to Detroit is worth it. So. You know what? Now that you've said that, my rooting interest may have changed. <laughs> so, Jim, <laughs> if Detroit is hosting the 49ers in the playoffs, Tracy needs an invite the day before the game to, to meet the chickens. So I'm 100% going to stay in Ann Arbor. <laughs> if that happens, then I'm just going <laughs> to hang out and look at those chickens and see what I need to do to meet them. That would be amazing. Um, we talked a lot about the offense. Let's talk about defense for a little bit. Let's mainly talk about, for a minute, Charvarius Ward, who we think is just playing at such an incredible level, leading the league with 19 passes defended. I mean, he's he seems to have just like risen to another level in the last month or so. He's been playing really well all season, but every week he's just gotten better and better and better. And we we heard from Steve Wilkes last week with him following DK Metcalf, and there was a lot of discussion as to exactly what the conversation was and who had it and all of that. But the thing that kind of stood out to me was Wilkes saying that Charvarius Ward came to him about a month ago and said, I want to do this, and has been working to that level. And it's been just kind of fun to watch him play football. Yeah, you know, that, he's had a couple of tough matchups the last two weeks, and his, you know, you know, with AJ Brown and DK Metcalf, those aren't the easiest receivers to go against, and he's he's really answered the bell, and that he's going to have. Obviously, he's got DK again this week, um, but yeah, no, it's been impressive. He, you know, that pass break that he had in the end zone, holding you know, the field goal on that first drive was, was a huge play, and yeah, he's just he, he's really he's really looked up to his contract. You know, they, they 
paid him paid him a lot of money and he's lived up to it. Um and you know, and I think we would be remiss if we did not point out that the Niners are undefeated this year when Amber Thomas plays. Well, we would defense, certainly so. be remiss if we didn't yes. point that out. Yeah, if we just point that out that it's not yeah, you know, that the whole you know, putting Ambry back in the lineup is really what has been the difference post by um for the team. I think that might be my first question to Kyle on Wednesday. Wednesday, Kyle, just what are your thoughts on how this team has rallied since you put Ambry Thomas, Thomas in, yeah. in the lineup? No, I think- it's obvious that it's changed the game for everyone on both sides of the ball. So, I mean, would you say, how how would you rate that as the big change for the team? I think yeah, you know, just, it's just, it's just, just facts, you know, when he, he started playing, they started playing better, so... That is facts. You know what? Yeah. We're just here to tell the facts. Our other Michigan player, as long as we've now brought all of them up, and by we, I mean myself. Well, I guess you brought Ambry up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ronnie Bell had some uh, punt returns, kickoff returns yesterday in, the, in Ray Ray McLeod's absence. Of course, Debo had a couple that were, you know, the one we talked about that was incredible. There was one that he sort of fumbled, but not badly. I mean, if you were going to fumble, he fumbled it to a good place. He just guided the ball out of bounds, I thought. He guided the ball out of You know what? That's It should say that in the stat sheet. It shouldn't say fumble. Yeah. It should say yeah. guided the ball out of bounds. I yeah. think it's a more appropriate term. But his first time doing this in the NFL. So at least it was only one guiding of the ball out of bounds. and not. Yeah. There you go. So. so he has he has been a bit of a special teams ace though. He actually has. He has. He's been very good. He, and um, you know, and he, he had a big block on one of the, one of their big plays. Possibly was a hole. Possibly wasn't, but wasn't called. So it was a good block. And yeah, no, he's he's done very well in special teams. And you know, he's you know he's for a seventh round pick. He's been he's been a good contributor as a rookie. One thing about the 49ers, if you want to make this team as a seventh round pick or an undrafted rookie free agent. You got to be able to play special teams. That's probably true yes. of the team. It's just that we cover this one, uh, but well, or, or, true of everyone, or be the or be the highest rated quarterback in the, or be yes, or be Brock yeah. Purdy. Those are your yeah, options. Yeah. Those are yeah. your two options right there. You either right. have to be Brock Purdy or or yeah. contribute on special teams. Yeah, yeah. yes, and but, uh, and Ronnie Bell has been good on special teams. So um, next up is Seattle, and I believe the 49ers per yes. For a tweet, I think both of us retweeted, can clinch a playoff spot this weekend. If they win, and then they need some help along the way. I believe they need the Vikings and Packers, one of them to lose, or both of them to tie, I believe is what it, I remember. Wouldn't it be I remember that tweet correctly. Tied? That would be amazing. Yeah, that would be something. But we wouldn't know that until Monday. The Packers don't play on Monday, so we have to it wait. It still would be. I I am rooting for that. It would be exciting. You know, if the Vikings, if the Vikings tied on Sunday against the Raiders, the Niners win on Sunday, and then you have something to watch for Monday night. Like you, you know, Packers tie is all you need to get the clinching. So uh, that would be. I, I am rooting for that scenario. I like that. That to me sounds. It's not the most like direct route, but to me, it sounds like by far the most fun route. So I personally am now totally rooting <laughs> for that scenario. There you go. Sounds great. But then Mike LaFleur would have to lose a game in December, and that's like, well, I guess he wouldn't lose. No, it's tied. Yeah, yeah. it's a tie game. Right. right. So it's a tie so game December, everybody right. wins, except, of course, the Packers, who would tie. <laughs> right. <laughs> be, okay, I'm all in on this. Um, there you go. Well, enough about the 49ers. Let's talk about Michigan. Since we've talked about all the Michigan players, I think right. we should talk about the Michigan Wolverines, who mentioned previously the number one team in the country gonna play Alabama there's been a little bit of you know discussion about 
who was supposed to get in should have been Florida State, should have been Alabama. However, it's Alabama, so kind of it is what it is. I, I think the four, uh, the, I almost said the 49. I was about to say, I think the 49ers can definitely beat Alabama, which I stand by. I do. I The 49ers for sure can beat Alabama. But I also think Michigan can and will beat Alabama. But I, you know, to be honest with you, I haven't paid that much attention to the Roll Tide this year, uh, but was kind of fun to see them beat Georgia because then Michigan became number one. But what does this matchup look like? And I know it's a few weeks away, but well, first, maybe we should talk about the other night and how dominant they were and how great it was to have Jim back and how perfect J.J. McCarthy is. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I think you summed that night up. <laughs> that pretty, yeah. Uh, pretty so, much it. Uh, oh, and Mikey Sammer yeah. still, of course. Um, yeah, yes. He, yes. He, 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 he might be playing himself out of a range of the 49ers. Who knows? Like, who knows how high he's going to be going in the draft now? I don't know. He's, I know he's so good. Um, he's uh yeah he, he's becoming the draft favorite of a lot of people already I, a lot of the the twitter people are are already following you know the the nfl people who don't watch a lot of college football when they start tuning in late in the season are already falling in love with him so do you um, think does it, do you think he's played himself into being a first round pick i don't think a first i think he's probably too small to be a first round okay. pick but i do okay. think I, I i i do think day two uh you know and it's probably going to be third you know for a guy that size mostly playing you know obviously he's played outside with will johnson now but he's mostly uh Nickel guy, it's probably a third round pick, um, and not a second round pick. But I, th- I think he's splitting himself into a day two, a day two pick for sure. Um, you know, I, I don't know why you wouldn't want him on your team. So. What? Where do have day two? Picks? Yes, they do. They have uh, they have a few of them. For those of you wondering why I care, I think we all know. But second of all, um, because predictable picks has been such a, such a, such a success in year one. I would like even more Michigan players to come and be a part of predictable picks going forward. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and I think the Niners would like that too. I think they would because <laughs> actually pretty much everyone that's in predictable picks plays very well in subsequent games. Yes, that is completely true. You know, um, you know Nick Bosa had a great game. At, you know, did. the week he was, in, he was in for the Ohio State game. You know, George Kittle had a couple big plays yesterday. He was in for Iowa. So, you know, I think people are going to be lining up. Um, you know, I don't think they don't, they don't have any active players from Alabama, so they're not going to get anyone for that. But uh, you know, may, you know, maybe for the yeah, I don't think they have, are there any active players on Texas or Washington either? No, but there is a coach who went to Washington. Yeah, so then a coach who went to Texas. Who's the coach who went to Texas? Oh my God, I forgot. The coach. The <laughs> coach. I really don't. I'm like, who's? Oh, forgot. Of course, the coach who went to Texas. Yeah, I wonder if he would do predictable. Something tells me, but you never, you just never know. Maybe I ask a question at the podium and just disguise it and make, and then I'm able to use it in predictable things. Well, maybe if they've clinched, if somehow they've clinched, it'll be leading into week 18. So if they've clinched everything they can clinch heading into week 18, and it's not really like a high pressure game as opposed to like, you know, playing for the top seed or playing for, you know, something. Right. It, then maybe you, you get him in a relaxed moment off podium. Do it. Otherwise, you can just ask him who's going to win the Michigan Texas game if it happens to be that. And yes. that that's your predictable. And pick, also, so. I think if if that happens to be the case, there's no one in that room, including the coach, that would be surprised that I've chosen to ask that question. No, not at all. Yeah, I think. In fact, I think they'd be surprised if I didn't ask that question. <laughs> it would be more. Tough. Well, I, well, I would be surprised if you asked it that way. I would hope you would ask it. How many points is Michigan going to win by? But Right. Yeah. Well, that is what predictable fix is. 
how many points is Michigan going to win by? Which Nick Bosa follow the rules? Jair Brown follow the rules? Now, George Kittle followed the rules when he wanted to be in it for Penn State week. For the Iowa game, he did not follow the rules, but we make an exception because George Kittle's great. Yeah, so, and he's going to pay up on his bet this week, so. Yep, he's got you guys for the third year in a row. We'll see George Kittle sporting a Michigan shirt on social media. It's great. Oh, very exciting. It is. It's very exciting and it's the most fun. And he really, a couple of years ago, before we had open locker room back, he came into his press conference wearing it and he went above and beyond. And that was great. But last year we got a great picture. This year we're going to get a good picture. And bless his heart, he's the best. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll give him that. Um, what were we talking about? Mikey Samuels. Oh, yeah. oh, the Alabama matchup. So, the Alabama matchup. Okay. Yeah, it's it's yeah. going to be tough. It's definitely, you know, I think, I, yeah, I think the way Alabama's playing, it's probably the best team Michigan's played this year. I think Alabama's playing better than Ohio State was. And you know, obviously Michigan's schedule wasn't wasn't the toughest. Um so you know, it's not gonna be an easy game. Mick Saban with a month prepared is not easy, but you know what? If you're gonna win a national championship, you're not gonna get an easy game. So you gotta be good teams. So um you know, you just do embrace it. And um you know, it, it definitely will not be an easy game. Um, but I do think that this Michigan team is good enough to beat Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think I think this is a better Michigan team than the last two that went to the playoff. Um, yeah, I you know, I, you know, I think they're better in the passing game, especially. Um, and you didn't have Blake Corum last year, and I think the defense this year is a lot better than the defense last year, um, especially the pass rush. Um, so you know, I think they do have they do have the team to do it. Um, you know, it. Whether they can pull it off, we, we will see. But yeah, I've, I've got confidence in them. Um, oh, they can pull it off. Okay, there we go. They will pull. They will pull it off. Sorry. They will um, yeah. No. I, yeah. It should. It should be a great game. Um, and you know, I like the idea. It's in the Rose Bowl. You know, I kind of the the one part I was upset about with Georgia losing is I kind of like the idea of Michigan and Washington playing a real a traditional Rose Bowl game. Right. You know, Big Ten Pac twelve Rose Bowl. Um, but you know, we won't get that. But you know, Michigan, Alabama, that's not a bad Rose Bowl. No, it really is not. It's really not a bad Rose Bowl at all. Uh, and it'll be a big win because I am big into manifesting positivity in the universe. And so I'm gonna go with it'll be a big win. I wonder if Jim will bring the chickens. That's or whether you just have to buy chickens yourself because they may not want to travel. They maybe, we'll get some, uh, maybe we'll get up Brian Greasy to give some uh, J.J. McCarthy some tips since Brian Greasy has experience beating Nick Saban. That's true. When Nick Saban was at Michigan State and he has experience winning big Rose Bowl. So maybe Brian can uh, send send a few tips over to JJ and help, help him out a little bit and we should be good. You know what? I agree. I think we should be great. And I think JJ McCarthy is such a different quarterback than I would say he even was a year ago at this time that, as you mentioned earlier, the passing game has gotten so much better. I feel very, very confident. And then I would just have to discuss did you all, well, most of you aren't going to be able to answer because the only other person on this call is Josh. <laughs> but, when, but feel free to tweet it or exit at me. But when Joel Klatt asked Jim Harbaugh what it was like to be Big Ten champions three years in a row, and he said bet, I mean, it, it may be one of my favorite things I've ever seen. It, 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 it was a great moment. Um, it, it really was. It was you know, a classic Jim Harbaugh moment and just a... Just, just a perfect, a perfect way to, to handle that. What could have been an awkward trophy cer- ceremony that turned out very enjoyable. So, 
Yes. Now we had the trophy given to Zach Zinter so that there was not the awkward moment with him, him and Tony Petiti because Jim Harbaugh is a selfless man. And it's all about the players. I'm, sta- I'm standing by that statement forever. So I'm throw that. Yeah. It's all about the players. It's all about the players. No. And he's a selfless man. I'm going to stand by that statement too. Yeah. Yeah, well, you can't. You, no one, no one on this call is going to argue with you on that, Tracy. No one is going to argue with me on that. You know, I just occurred to me that the one person who might be standing—well, one of the people—but in terms of what the 49ers can control, the one person that might be standing in the way of the first round buy and home field advantage that I so desperately want is Jim's brother John. Yeah, yeah, that that that, that is the game. That's their toughest game left. So, um, and they probably will need to win that. Um, I'm not sure the Eagles are going to lose twice. I think the Eagles could lose once. Um, so, yeah, obviously the Eagles could lose once as well. Um, so whether that's, you know, most likely it would be at Dallas. So yeah. It's probably the toughest game this week. But yeah, but then the Niners would need to be oh, John Harbaugh. <laughs> so, um, but, I, you know, I think it's fair that, you know, if John Harbaugh and Jim Harbaugh are playing on Christmas Day and New Year's Day, that they split. So there you 100%. go. 100%. Yeah. So John, John, John can take the loss on Christmas and for you, and Jim can take the win on New Year's for you. And there you go. Just I, make you happy. Yeah, just to make me happy. <laughs> of course, I think we all know what I care about most and, well, the one I really care about winning on any day. But sure. just for the people listening, I don't want to upset anybody. Uh, even though, again, I don't think it's a big, I don't think it'll be a big shock. <laughs> uh, this is honestly like, it's just been like a crazy Michigan season. And this is... I was about to say it's a really fun time to be a Michigan football fan, which it is, but it also has been such a crazy time to be a Michigan football fan, but Michigan versus everybody. And so next stop on the everybody tour are Nick Saban and Alabama, which feels actually kind of right. Yeah, I do. I, I do think at least the Florida state fans will be on the Michigan side, not the everybody side. Um, I think there's probably some bitterness from some people about Alabama getting in, especially from the Florida state people that, I think there'll be some people that actually will be cheering for Michigan to to beat Alabama and sort of make that decision look bad. Um, so we'll, we'll welcome any Florida State people onto the bandwagon for, for a game. Join us. I have be a part friend, of the Michigan instead, instead of the everybody's. And I have a friend who's an SC person. She went to SC and she texted me the other day. I just became the world's bish, biggest Michigan fan, and so there I you said, go. See? welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. You know, you. You know, yeah, we, we, we will take you on. And if enough of you come on, we can be America's team then again. So that's exactly. Speaking of which, Nick Wagner asked me yesterday if I was now a very big, the world's biggest Mizzou fan. And I had not realized that they were playing with Ohio State. So I'm also going to be a big Mizzou fan, not as big as I am of Michigan, obviously. But right. I, I, didn't also Ohio totally, I didn't totally appreciate their coach making a Connor Stallion joke yesterday, though. So. What he what did what did he say? Oh, you you, you missed that. Yeah, I, so he was on, I believe, during on his like live interview on ESPN. You know, wait a minute, I got to take a call from Connor Stallions and trying to get some intel on Ohio State or something, something like yeah, that. Something to un- that uncalled for. Yeah, uncalled for. Yeah. So you know, I, I'm pulling from Missouri, but you know, let's let's stop with the you know the bad the bad jokes here. I might yeah, root for nobody. Too. That's his second joke he's made among the. By the way, that's his second time he's yeah. comment like that. Yeah, okay, now yeah. I'm rooting for nobody in that game. Plus, Ohio State is completely broken, and like half the team is in the transfer portal, so I don't even know that they're going to have enough players to play in the game. Yes, that, that is true. So, so how yeah, did, I asked a question today on Twitter, and people liked it, 
retweeted it. Nobody answered the question. So I'm going to ask you, how does the, once you enter the transfer portal, you're not finishing out the year at your school. It's just like, peace out, see ya, have a great life. Well, in terms of like classes or in terms of football? I'm both. I'm both. Well, classes, I think you, classes you are, like you can still, I, I assume those guys are going to try to probably finish their semester and get credits. I would think. Okay. At okay. Least some of them. Um, the transfer portal is just more of a timing thing. I, I think you can play. I think I, that I'm not sure. And then I don't know when the transfer portal timing is. It may not, it may not overlap with games. So maybe you can't, but, uh, well, also, yeah. I guess, how can you do that, really? Like, if you're Kyle McCord, you're like, I'm going into the portal, but I'll come back and play in the bowl game feels kind of weird. It feels weird. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think they would play, but I do think that they will, you know, I guess if you're in a position to pass all your classes and all you have to do is take the finals, you probably will take the finals and get your credits and, and do that. Like, the semester is basically over, so. That's true. Um, yeah, so I think, uh, well, and I think to transfer, you probably need a certain number of, you know, to be in good standing or something academically too. So um, I do think, yeah, most of them finish out the the semester of classes, but yeah, I don't think they will be playing. I don't think, yeah, that would, that would be kind of weird. I'm curious who they're going to root for. <laughs> That's my question. <laughs> Are they going to root for Ohio State? Are they going to root for Missouri? I don't care enough. I, really yeah, I think they root for Ohio My guess is they like their teammates is my guess, so. Yes. The, the they might not like the coaches. Maybe they don't like the coaches. Maybe they don't like some of the fans, but they do like their teammates. So I would think. That's true. But, yeah. So, I'm not going to do a uh, real big investigative piece on this. Yeah. A thought I had in my head. Um, but yeah, I did see that Kyle, out of the top five quarterbacks from that high school recruiting class, four of them have left their school. Oh. Kyle McCord's the fourth now to be leaving his school. The only one who stayed is J.J. McCarthy. So there you go. Oh. Yeah, wow. I, mean, I can't remember. I can't remember. Oh, you know, Quinn Ewers at Texas. It was Caleb Williams. Started in Oklahoma. Quinn Ewers started at Ohio State, went to Texas. Caleb Williams started in Oklahoma, went to USC. I'm forgetting one. And then uh, Kyle McCord and then J.J. McCarthy, who stayed. And those who stayed will be champions. I was just going to say that. Those <laughs> who stay will be champions. Spectacular. Josh, this has been really maybe the best podcast ever. <laughs> mm, second best. The, the one coming up on January 9th will be the best podcast. That ever. will be the best podcast ever. And yes. can't wait. So tune you. in. Everyone tune in the week of January 8th for the podcast that will be recorded on January 9th. It'll be the greatest Tracy Sandler show you've ever heard. Guaranteed. It'll be the greatest show you've ever heard. Yes. You will never, yes. you will not see hear anyone as excited as we will be talking about that um when i got to the press box on sunday in philadelphia and killian said tracy did you hear michigan's number one i was like what (laughs) (laughs) and then mike silver said the cool thing though is tracy doesn't really care either way and i said he was on an emotional support sweatshirt with me out to the bar in philly (laughs) (laughs) i did i did appreciate that i thought that was very good yeah, you got your good luck outfit, but then you need your emotional support sweatshirt. So, well, because if some if the game wasn't going well and I needed to change, like I couldn't right. go back to the hotel. I mean, I could have. Right. That would have been a lot. So, therefore, I had everything. Yeah, have a backup. Yeah, I had to have a backup. So I had like you coach. need a backup coach. You need Sir more as a backup coach. You yes. need a backup sweatshirt. So. And my dad said, "What's or not?" My dad, my it was Silver said, "What's an emotional support sweatshirt?" So I explained it, and I'm I'm still not sure he totally got it, but it was. 
it was very important to me to have it. <laughs> yeah. no, it's, you need it. I was watching from home, so I had I had options if I needed to. Right, I exactly. Change. Yeah, yeah. If it uh, was a bad first half, I, I I could just alter alter outfits if you need if I needed to. So, but yeah, no, you need you need to have, you need to have options. Yep, depth. you really do. You depth, need... depth and clothing is very important on on a football football Saturday. And big shout out to my dear friend Patty, who uh, is you know social media for the Fortnite. She's unbelievable and incredible at her job, and she was my emotional support friend who <laughs> came out with me. We met up with a friend of mine from college who actually works for the Eagles. So that was really cool. And we went to a Michigan bar to watch the game. And she was just the best wing woman on this ever. So big shout out to Patty. Great that. job, Patty. There you go. Great job, Patty. Uh, Josh, please let everybody know where they can find you. Uh, Josh, you about AP on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. And yeah. I'm there. I'll be tweeting, t- tweeting fun Michigan facts all the time. Yes. So I stay away from the non-fun ones. And so there you go. And I appreciate that at least, at least a few times a week, I get a Michigan fact. Like you tweet one out just for me. And I, yeah. there you go. So always thinking about you, Tracy. Appreciate that bet. You guys, you, you, we are brought to you by bet, bet online. Oddly enough. There you go. <laughs> brought to you by bet online. You can find me on Twitter or X at TracyFGSN, on Instagram and TikTok at Tracy Sandler. If you guys like what you heard, and I'm sure that you did because it's great to be a Michigan Wolverine, make sure to leave us <laughs> the five-star rating and a super positive review. And I'll talk to everybody next time. And Josh will be back January 9th to celebrate the Michigan National Champion. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.